Hello, and welcome to the Committed Collective Podcast. This podcast is a dialogue between Adam Stone, Byron Hazley, and Steve Kerwin, often joined by informative guests through all walks of life. It's very informal, but very informative, and we're never quite sure where the conversation will lead us as we're talking about racial and socioeconomic inequality in our nation. Due to our national footprint, we're connecting through Zoom, so keep that in mind when you hear the audio. If you'd like to submit a question or topic, please do so by emailing us at info at thecommittedcollective.org on our Facebook page or connecting with us on Instagram at the underscore committed collective. Hey, everybody. This is Adam Stone with the Committed Collective podcast, one of our last podcasts for 2020. It's been a, a year, 2020. I bet a lot of people are ready for it to be done. Steve, how you doing? I'll tell you what, Adam, the year's almost over, and I'm thinking of a career change. I've been doing sales long enough. I think it's time I change my passion. passion. I think it's time I become uh, uh, going to music, become a professional singer. I think you've complimented me on my singing for many years and told me that I need to chase my dreams. So I'm thinking of listening to you finally. So you need to keep your day job, Steve. You've got kids to support. Listen, <laughs> you need to keep your day job. Listen, I think if I go on The Voice, I'll win. Because hear me out. Every time I'm in the backseat of the car and I start singing, the people in front turn around. So at the end of the day, I, I think that's what's really destined for me. I, I mean, I don't know. That's an interesting take. But, you know, we've got a guest on today. He actually himself is a musician. He's a Grammy Award winning producer. A songwriter, an artist, a model, an actor, a visionary, a humanitarian, and a man I've known a very long time. Uh, He goes by the name of everywhere. How are you doing, sir? Oh, Byron, man, I appreciate that, man. I feel amazing, man. It's great to be on here with you guys. Hey, thanks for being on. It's it's a pleasure. The pleasure is all of ours. so everywhere, give us some background about yourself. Let's jump right in. Tell us, you know, from young everywhere to where you are today. Give us some background about you. Well, young everywhere started off as Michael Jefferson in Port Huron, Michigan. And um, I just fell in love with music, sitting down on the couch in the basement, listening to old Stax records and Motown records with my dad. I listened to a lot of different music growing up. I grew up playing hockey, so we listened to some Nirvana before, you know, just 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 get things ready, you know. And um, so I just took my diversity of 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 palette, my eclectic way of of music, and started writing around age fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, then that just led me to wanting to do it full time. It kind of overtook. Hockey, uh, hockey was something that was really close to my life, and um, I just wanted to express. And so, I, I got a degree in sales, business, marketing. Um, then moved out to Phoenix, Arizona, my first job out of college. And I remember my uh, my boss at the time coming up to my table, like he came up to my desk while I was working. But don't tell him I was writing a song, and um, he taps me on my shoulder. He's like dude, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing here? What are you And I thought he caught me. I thought he caught me. I was like, I'm about to tell him the truth. He's like, look, what are you 
doing working here? I saw your YouTube last night. What the are you doing here? Like you need to be over in Los Angeles. And I recently did a cover of a, a Jonas Brothers song. Um, and that one did really well because um, their dad found it and he posted up about it. And just overnight, a few like tens of thousands of people just started following what was going on. Hmm. Um, and I use that as a, as a sign. I said, okay, uh, that's what I love to do. That's what I want to do. And so I'm going to move to Los Angeles. So I went into my leasing office the next day and I said, Hey guys, I'm moving to Los Angeles. I'd like to move out. They said, perfect. That would be $7,000, six or $7,000 to move out <laughs> because they had given me the prorated, they had prorated me. Jeez. And I was like, well, it looks like, like I will be staying here until June. And this was around uh, <laughs> January. Um, and so within that time, I ended up finding a place. I moved out to Long Beach and got a got a job in sales out in um, Costa Mesa. And and uh, yeah, just continued to build my network and um, the network put us in contact with Reach Records. Me and my production partner at the time, Dio Speaks, Reach Records. Um sent over a couple of songs within the first 48 hours. They cut the check on that. That ended up being a Grammy winning album, um, a Dove award winning album. Um, and then uh, uh, I ended up working with reach reach records camp um, and going on to work with different people uh, uh, and, and, and really just went on a journey to find, um, find where I was supposed to give, because that's, I said a lot of times that's the journey that um I've noticed a lot of people end up going on is finding out, okay, I was presented with this life. Um, and a lot of it, um, was based off of somebody else's opinion in regards to, um, um, and in regards to where I should go. Um, and it won't say a lot, but, uh, um, many things, many things, if, if they go unexamined can be based off of, um, um, uh, the goodwill of someone else and where they wanted to see our lives go. So I was like, okay, nobody really from the Port Huron is doing music. Um, I don't really know who I can really uh, uh, speak with about this um, because it just all ends up seeming like um, this dream, you know, and that's the thing when it's really a job, you know, it's, it's a job, it's a job and it's something that you, you set your goals and, um, you build a good team around you and just like any other corporation works, you know, that's just how business goes. And, you know, but being able to, um, the, the, the beauty of, of being able to just, you know, just do what I love, you know, just having that, that thing of being able to express and it's a way to connect with people on a different level that I um, wasn't able to do, um, in other spaces. So, um, but yeah, no, it's just, I, I really, I really enjoy it. It's something I'm really good at. And it ended up making a cool little way for me to, uh, travel around and do some cool things. So yeah. That's is awesome. that what you guys are asking? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know you've done some international travel as well. Uh, life has led you overseas. You've been, uh, have you been to Dubai? I think I saw you in Dubai. Can't remember. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it was Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Alain, all out there. So where's been your favorite landing spot so far as you traveled? Cause I know, um, part of the everywhere mantra, uh, is spreading love. So where's your favorite place that you've been so far? Ooh, man. Okay. So, um, 
most memorable, most memorable. Hmm. Okay. All right. Today we're going to choose, today we're going to choose Cambodia. Okay. We're going to choose Cambodia. Cambodia was an extraordinary time because I got an opportunity to, um, go out and I was shooting a sizzle reel, uh, you know, just, I don't know if you guys are familiar with sizzles, but, um, essentially just really a trailer for our idea of, uh, something that was called destination everywhere. And so we travel out to South Korea and then land over in Cambodia. Um, and spent, I ended up spending almost three months there. Um, we shot in 30 days, um, 12 hour, 14 hour days of shooting and uh, for 30 days and uh, with the production team and going around the entire country. Uh, and, and I got an opportunity to, to learn so much about myself in that space. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a lot of what happens when you get thrown into um, another country where people barely understand what you're, what you're saying. And you get it. We were using the universal language of music Um to, to really allow me to, to interact with my band. Cause I did a live performance there, um, going out, learning the language, learning to sing in the language, um, which was cool. Allowed me to br- come back to, uh, Long Beach, which has a, um, a large, a large Cambodian population and connect with different people in, in my home city, well, my, my California city at the time. Um, mm-hmm. um, and, and just, just uncovered so much, you know, I think when we travel, we get an opportunity to um, uh, take the soil from that space, bring it back home and, uh, and, and grow some new things. So yeah, no, Cambodia was great. And I got a chance to really, I loved when I got a chance to teach out there. It was beautiful. What did you teach music? I'm assuming music focused. Well, yeah, it was a, it was songwriting. So there was a school out in Siemreep. There was a school out there and um, Anjali House. And there was a group of, from I believe, six to 12-year-olds um, that I was going to teach them how to write their first song. And uh, the video is is up on my Instagram. It's it's a beautifully moving piece. Um, and it's just a segment from what we were doing out of the entirety of Destination Everywhere. So it was be- it was powerful, though. It was powerful. That's great, man. And everywhere you mentioned earlier that you're really focused on now finding a way to give. You've had a lot of success through your career. Yes. You were able to get discovered and, you know, take advantage of the opportunity to the fullest and have great success. But what's it mean to make that pivot to finding a way to give back? And you mentioned the Destination Everywhere project. What has sparked that interest and what's driving that right now? So Destination Everywhere is actually at somewhat of a standstill because of production. Um, but that doesn't stop. That doesn't stop anything else. That's the cool thing about it. Uh, I, started, I started up a community called Freedom Love Tribe Gang. I, I think this would be a really good time for me to bring that up. Like Tribe Gang is, is so beautiful and, and important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Freedom Love Tribe Gang was freedom, love, and community was something that uh, three pillars of life that I, I chose to stand for uh, back in about 2015. Um, and throughout that, it's manifested itself in different ways. But um, I remember being online and just finding out like, okay, when you do a lot of traveling, I'm I'm going to make a statement of truthful intention where I'm just going to, I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to see if it sits well with me. When you do a lot of traveling, you pick up a lot. 
you pick up a lot. You can pick up a lot. I'm, I'm a very open individual. So I pick up a lot. I'm a very eclectic person. And at some point in time, you have to sit, if not in that moment, because me, it's just how I process things. I have to take a moment of reflection and see what sits with me and what doesn't sit with me. What's meant for me, what's not meant for me. Okay. Um, there's so many different ways of life out here that, you know, we can we can absorb and take on as pieces of our own or no, no, we can reject it. Right. Um, but with Freedom Love Tribe Gang, I recognize that there are so many there's so many people who are rejecting um, and it's simply off of the space of <laughs> let me let me watch my wording with simply. These are deep rooted things that we're going to speak about. Um, there are people who hate due to difference. Due to just difference of belief, right? And so we are all entitled to have our difference of belief. Um, we all have freedom to believe what we want to believe. Um, there is, and at least in this country, there is a space of love that permeates in knowing that you accept yourself as you are with the beliefs that you have. And then being able to love yourself enough, love ourselves enough to extend that love to someone who may not even be in the same alignment. So this is, this is, this is, this is, this is, um, there are levels and layers to love. Right. Absolutely. And, um, I wanted to put together a community that felt like, honestly, kind of, kind of felt like me without it having to be me. It's just, it's, it's, it's a group for people who, um, want to come as they are, be as they will. And, um, and all we ask is just be rooted in love, you know, um, empowering yourself to, to learn more, um, about maybe as a matter of fact, I'll express to you right now. And, um, I'll try to be as succinct as possible, but like, uh, to be able to, um, we have a book club. It's called the love warriors book club. We meet every other, every other Saturday and we have members from around the world coming in and reading the untethered soul by Michael A. Singer. Um, finding out ways that they can be observers, people with heavy anxieties um, that are looking for a way to detach themselves from the thoughts that are bringing them down, bringing them down into a whirlwind of hurt and pain. And um, I think, I think the, the art of letting go is something that we all get a chance to learn within this process. Um, I just, from losing your cell phone in the St. Clair River randomly, <laughs> um, to, which just happened to me, um, to having to let go of um, a loved one that maybe walked out of our life or we weren't good, we weren't um, good for them at a the moment or they weren't good for us in a moment or um, somebody dies or whatever it may be. It's just there's everything in life is temporary. Mm -hmm. Everything. Everything is temporary. Even our forevers are temporary. So bringing it back to the community, um, we root ourselves in being able to be empowered to um, 
to love ourselves first so we can have enough love to give the rest of the world or to our work or whatever it may be. Um, and there are a lot of experiences that we have in the building. Um, I'm building this with Kem Tenkamenin, who's based out of UK and Ghana. And um, yeah, it's, it's just been a really beautiful experience to be able to bring people on board with that. No, I'll kind of cut it there. So, so everywhere, let's, let's take a look at, at where we are. Let's take a look at this country as a society. We're as, we're as divided as we ever have been. Um, if you get on social media, uh, there's a lot of hate and there's a lot of naive. Um, and you went over various reasons from maybe not a mental stability to, or more so in the anxiety portion, I think you slightly covered. Why, why do we have so much hate? So you've traveled, you, you've been all these different places. When you come back and you look at this country, and I, I know this is probably something you could talk about for, for 30 minutes, but my goodness, Byron has to put his kids to bed at some point. So, you know, kind of in, a, in, a, in as quick as, not quick as you can, but why do we have so much hate? It's taught. And it's reinforced with fear. Fear from the media, fear from our own personal beliefs, all of the above, fear from everything that surrounds us. There's a lot, you know, there's even if we took a look at media is definitely a big part. I've traveled to I remember traveling when I was over in Cambodia, same trip. Um, there were some travelers from Netherlands and um, I remember them saying, you know, you don't, you're not really black. Mm. Okay. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you're not really black. You're not really black. I, I don't know. It's, you don't, you don't talk this way and you don't sag your pants. You don't do this. Like they started going nope. down this Stereotyping. Nope. Stereotyping black. Mm. And I just sat with them. I said, I'm really sad that you've been misinformed that every black person fits some type of cookie cutter, cookie cutter stereotype of a gang movie or some type of whatever you're seeing. But yeah, no, this is black. <laughs> this is black too. Uh, that is an experience. And this is also black. And so um, we get an opportunity to, that's why travel is also very important. A lot of people, this, this, I'm going to make it quick, man. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> a lot of people don't travel outside of their community. Yes. Or outside yeah. of the confines of the, like the comfort of their, you know, their, their little, Hey, this is our community right here. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. If you do not travel out, especially in middle America as well, if you don't travel outside of your space, whatever you're being fed from the outside or whatever lineage is going on, like whatever is being passed on to you, you're going to believe because you have not been shown anything else. Mm -hmm. I've never met a stubborn or person filled with hate or an enormous amount of hate that has traveled. That will come from the guy that graduated high school guy or girl doesn't, I don't want to stereotype it to the person that, that graduated high school, got a job and had that job and did the same thing for 20 plus years. They never got the opportunity to grow. They never got the opportunity to expand, meet other people. There's different people on the Midwest, <laughs> just even the West coast. I can't even imagine living or staying in another country for a long period amount of time. So I 100% agree with you on that component. Everywhere. Let's talk about the, the contrast in terms of, 
the the stereotypes you mentioned traveling and people you know confronting you a different you know certain way or thinking that they're going to deal with you or have a certain interaction with you based on you being a black man and you mentioned playing hockey having nirvana as musical influences growing up how has that played out in your career in addition to you know in your traveling you know people just having a certain stencil they want to put on you when they see you walk in even though you have a lot more to you obviously Yes. Yes. That's, it's funny. Everything you just, I could just say yes to that answer. To that question. <laughs> that question was an answer. <laughs> that question was answered. Yes. Yeah. Yes to that. Yes. It is, I'll tell you what, you really have to know yourself and love yourself, especially when you're putting yourself out. You know, um, I'll tell you what, it was, I was, like I said, I was a sales business marketing graduate. Um, You put me in any interview, you put me in any um, environment that had to do with um, relationship building, sales, all these different principles or whatever business went up. I can sell myself. It took me a while to be able to sell myself on my creativity. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I went to Los Angeles with the make it mentality because that's what you learn. You learn that I have to make it. I have to make it. So what people don't tell you is that it's not about making it. It's not about making it. It's not about making it at all. Because when you are yourself, and you accept yourself as is, and you accept the space that you are are growing in, because you're always going to be growing. You will find alignment with your vision and not chase acceptance. Because when you're making it and you want to make it, you chase acceptance and it becomes a piece of um, you have the opportunity to chase acceptance. Um, and it's really perspective that changes any and everything. So yes, it has been hard. I have been told by, um, indirectly by, um, by, uh, uh, industry executives that, uh, my music was incredible back. I, I did an album back in 2013. They said the music was incredible. And if he wasn't black, hmm. it would work. Oh, seven years ago. To put into perspective, that's 2013. That's that's not that long ago at all. You and know, that person. Wow. Wow. You know, I wanted to ask you about that. Like what kind of what kind of things have you faced in the music industry? And you kind of laid that out right there. But I'm sure there's far more examples that you could lay on us. I mean, you know, just think about it like this. Um, industry is an industry because an industry is about money. Correct. It's the only reason there's an industry. So there are metrics that are set and there are numbers, 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 numbers mean everything. So it's down to numbers. So, you know, if you're down to, if you want to do a gig, the venue's asking you, hey, okay, so how many followers you got? What's your pull? You know, well, okay, so, okay, I see your demographic there, but what does it look like in this geographic area? You know, you know, um, how much money are you going to make us? So that's why there are specific artists that get a specific type of push and specific artists that don't. 
And a lot of what happens is when you go into the industry, um, it would you're a lot of people would like for you to start off as a songwriter. And I, I love songwriting. I love working with people. That's one of my favorite things to do. But you're handed a who's looking list and the who's looking list is a generic uh, sheet um, pamphlet PDF uh, that says, all right, cool. These are the major artists. These are the major people who's looking for songs and this is what we need. So, so so-and-so artist needs a song that sounds like this song that's already out and that song that came out two years ago, but this song that has a message that's like this and we need that. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. And it's great writing exercises, great writing exercises. You can find yourself within those exercises. You can find yourself within um, shopping for those placements. Um, the thing that you will not find in doing that, uh, unless you are conscious of that, is your own space, your own lane. The thing that you get an opportunity to be is your your individual self. You know, you will. When when they say they want something that sounds like what came out last year and two years again, and then what just came out, the new hit that's out right now, now you're chasing. Yep, you're right. trying to be somebody else. What somebody else came up with, now you're trying to write songs like Dr. Luke wrote songs. Now you're trying to write songs like Stevie Rose. Just, you know, instead of just allowing yourself to be um, inspired by whatever inspirations come and create your own wave, right? Mm-hmm. So we fall out of, and like I get long with this, so I'm like, <laughs> but That's we great. fall in love with this idea of making it and that music is a dream and it's that, uh, this, uh, this, that it's, it's really, it is, it is business. You got your business right. You good, but it's about relationship building, mm-hmm. you know, and how can I be a re- good relationship builder? If I'm looking at the people who, I'm in alignment with the people who are supporting my art. If I'm looking at them like a number. And so you, you have to be almost like the Bible says, you got to be in it, but not of it, (laughs) you know, Um, to be in this industry, but not necessarily of this industry. Um, You know, because if, if you want to make a a living doing certain things, uh, that's that. Hmm. you could easily begin to pimp your gift. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, And if you have purpose on your life in this music thing, and it's not just, um, and I won't say just, I apologize, but, and it's not that you're seeking fame, um, which I, um, that's not for me just, um, and, and I learned that on my journey as well, you know, um, you know, just, that's the thing. If you, if you're in alignment with some type of purpose and a message that you want to give, then just find your, find your vision and, and be, be, I had to learn to really literally just live in my vision, live in my vision and the rest will come to me. So freedom, love tribe gang was a part of that. Um, and, and let similar minds, um, who are still open to diversity, uh, just kind of come into alignment. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I try not to be too long winded, but it's, no. it's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, I, I know there is. Now let's dive back into uh, the freedom love tribe a little bit here and what your vision is for that moving forward. So I know you um, 
actually you had billboards on both sides, on both coasts of the United States, one playing uh, a song that you wrote, a letter to the White House. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about uh, what's next for Freedom Love Tribe Game. Okay, so uh, Letter to the White House is the single that I have out at this moment. Letter to the White House is one of the most powerful records that I've written to this day. Um, but there's there's a lot more coming. So Letter to the White House uh, allowed me to just voice my 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 perspective on a scenario that's playing across the world, but I just geared it towards the United States of America. Um, There's not a person on this earth who's perfect. I don't claim to be myself. But if we focus on the root of all our judgments, I think that might help. Yeah. If I see the sawdust in another person's eyes, but can't see the sequoia that's been growing in mine, I'll never know that hate is a tradition that's been blinding us from seeing ourselves. Cause we need love, 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 love. Like when, when these words are spoken and you listen to, there's not a person on this earth who is perfect. I believe this. And I do not claim to be myself. There is not a person on this earth, but if we focus on the root of all our judgments, that may help. If I see the sawdust in another person's eye, but I cannot see the sequoia growing in my own, I'll never know that hate. Yeah, man. It's, um, It's deep. It's it. Yeah. So that's the thing. There's so much to it. There's so much to it. But I just wanted I want empathy. I want us to just think about it a little bit more like, okay, before I hate this person for the decision that they made, do I need to act on this hate? Maybe it's just somebody not taking action on their hate and just be like, Maybe that's just the the, 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 the the inch that we need to move. If if seven people a day, if seven people a day out of 350 million people in this country, if seven million people a day who were going to act in hate stopped acting in hate and just kept the hate inside and maybe figured that shit out for themselves, can I say that shit on the thing? I just said it. Absolutely. We're explaining. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Figure it out for themselves and be like, why? Maybe they just have an enlightening moment. You know, I can't. One song, I don't. Somebody told me different, but I'm, I'm, I'm a ridiculous realist. I don't believe this one song is like saving the world, but it is helping bring people together who have a like mind of mm-hmm. like, why should I be like this? You know, <laughs> or why does it have to be like this? Mm-hmm. And then it can be there for the people who are changing their mind. You know, like maybe they'll hear, maybe they will hear this song. Somebody was eight, let's full hate. Like, yo, I do not like, and I'm about to go hurt somebody who is that. And they hear this song like, Hey, you know what? Maybe I should love, 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 love. <laughs> but Freedom Love Tribe Gang is there. Um, it's a beautiful community. Um, I had 15 other people singing on the song Letter to the White House with me. Um, all part of Freedom Love Tribe Gang. And uh, it's it's something that we're going to continue to do. I'm going to have uh, the community, uh, different voices within the community singing songs with me as I move forward. So, you know, as things progress, 
people are still singing. We we're, we're, we're raising the voice. So when did you create the, I seen it was posted to YouTube October 21st, the letter to the white house. Mm-hmm. When, when did you create that song? Uh, I, I wrote that song October 23rd, 2019. Okay. So I hope if you actually did write a letter and you sent it, you use big words and pictures or else it probably read. That's just, just take a couple, <laughs> couple more weeks, dude. There's a couple more weeks. <laughs> I'm calm down. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. 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 Uh, anyway, that was a, an amazing song. Um, I think empathy is so. I, we had to do uh, in my career, it was, it was one word uh, to improve diversity. And we've been doing training all the time. Super awesome. Uh, very intriguing throughout learning a lot. And it was one word and mine was empathy. And I think this country lacks it so, so much when it comes to that. And to your point, I I think the uh, social media aspect of our routine has killed that because now everybody's an expert in everything. Nobody can say they're sorry. Nobody can change their mind. It's just not something this country is good at doing. How do we get better with that? Get better with um, learning empathy. Being empathetic. Learning empathy. Yes. Learning empathy. Well, that think about this. <laughs> you you know what? I'm going to give it to you on this, on this virtual reality, not virtual reality. That's, that's another conversation. Let's go. But, on a um, so on this, on social media, if I go, if I go, let's say we're, we're young, let's say we're young and I go to your page like kids and we got to go to your page. And I'm like, I don't like what you're wearing. I think you look ugly. You look ugly and somebody needs to kill you because da 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 da. You've, I've said these hurtful, angry, hate filled things to you. And I just get a chance to swipe over to somebody else's page and go to the next thing. Right. Now, these words are on your page and yep. you are a kid and you are developing your mind and you are hearing these words coming from somebody who you don't know. And you are allowing these words to shape how you view yourself. Mm-hmm. And there is no empathy because you, I have not seen the impact that I've made on you. There are kids who are killing themselves due to being um, net like bullied, cyber bullied. Yep. <laughs> this is this is real, you know. And so and there's a lot of the things that people wouldn't say if there were not a screen between them. Mm-hmm. 100%. So we got that, man, you know, and and it's just, it's just, it's really sad. So being able to see, I think this is the thing, because we, like I said, it was a numbers thing. So in the industries, there are numbers that real people become numbers. It was like, do you got 10,000? Do you got 50,000? You got a hundred thousand? What is that? It's all about numbers. When you see real people, instead of trying to see, oh, I got a K or I got an M. And followers, when you see these as real people, that's when it becomes empathy. That's when it becomes compassion. That's when it becomes true connection. When you see people as real and with real emotions and that go through similar and, and, and just not rec- and recognizing that we are not the only ones going through the, the, an experience, you know, mm-hmm. some shit that we learn is so that we can pass it on or so that we can be there for somebody else. But yeah, man, it, the empathy, you, I mean, really you answered it. This the empathy is it. I think the only thing that we just need to do is recognize 
that there are people going through this. Watch this. Watch this. If you watch Black Mirror, what had you watched Black Mirror? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, go to Netflix. Watch Black Mirror, the cockroach episode. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That, no, watch the cockroach episode of Black Mirror. That one. And I'll just leave it at that. All right. So it's interesting that you brought up empathy. And I know we've had a guest on in the past. Uh, he's a law professor. And we kind of discussed something that's going on in this country. And I think it's something that would help is people discovering their unconscious bias. Right. So certain things that people don't even know, like you gave a perfect example, like those people coming up to you and telling you you're not black. Like one, that takes a lot of balls for someone to come up and tell you (laughs) you're not black, but secondarily unconscious or subconsciously and now knowingly they've come out and said, this is my idea of a black person and he's not it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a huge part of what we face here today in America has to do with people not understanding their inner truths and understanding their biases and then working to correct them. Right. So once you identify your, what's going on, you have to work to develop upon that and improve upon that. Otherwise you're just going to sit and dwell and get worse and worse and worse. Man, what you just said that are blind spots, Mm -hmm. our blind spots. We all know that we know two plus two is four. We know that we all know that well, I won't say we all may, I do not know what the square root of 7,543 is. I don't know that. And I know that I don't know that, but something that stands in the way of our knowing of, of self, our knowing of our surroundings and just, and it's, it's that shit that we don't even know that we don't even know. We don't know that saying i remember being on i i remember being on um a golf course because I, I also golf mm-hmm. and i'm um i'm playing playing around and the guy that's walking with me he says hey man can i ask you a question i said yeah he said all right now don't take offense <laughs> and i know do you really love watermelon? <laughs> oh, man. You know, yeah. But he also didn't. He knew that he shouldn't. It's because he prefaced it. The way that he prefaced it, yeah. he knew that this is this may be a little iffy. But no, he knew he was about to come with some bullshit. He knew he was about to come with some bullshit. Don't be offended. He knew. He knew, man. And the thing is, like, the thing, the thing is that, like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I don't even know. So, but some people really don't know. Like, I remember I was in the store. I was in the store. I was in college. I was in the store. This was not more than 10 years ago. <laughs> this was this was about 10 years. I'm I'm in the store and this 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 guy is 
arguing with his wife as to something. She's like, he's like, she's like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. He said, stop, stop, I, stop. They know, they know. Okay. And so he's walking over to me and my friend and we are in the grocery store. He, his wife just hangs her head down and he says, are the watermelons in season? Oh, man. <laughs> Come on, man. So I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, how do you not know that these things, but we don't know. We don't. We don't. I don't know. Like, literally, there are people who just don't know that they don't know that they are. They don't know that they don't know that they're a racist. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. they're actually. And the thing is, though, check it out. Check it out. Watch this. Right. It's all about how the actions are, are taken. Man, this is, this is. I have blind spots. Where I have to like as a black man. I have blind spots in my life where I treat others differently based on where they are and who they are or what they've done or what they look like, all this stuff. So it's there. Mm -hmm. We have blind spots. There are things that we look at amongst like it's it's a tough scenario, man. But I really just look at where is your heart? <laughs> where, where, where are people's hearts? And you just don't know. But, you know, it is what it is. And so you just like, look. I don't have as much, I don't have all of the energy in the world to go try and convert people from not being racist or prejudiced of certain things. I, I, I don't have strength in the energy. I'll write songs and if they get out to the right people, there we go. Or I'll have interviews and if I say the right thing that resonates with somebody, okay, cool. But when it comes down to it, we just have to be able to look at empathy. If there was a time where people who who didn't look like there was a time where black people where natives where um uh where anybody who didn't look, was thinking of us as a savage or a beast or of some sort that's not even human and so when we get an opportunity to see one another as human going through a similar experience um no matter where we are geographically, there's a lot of similarities. And if we get a chance to embrace this, not only the similarities, but the differences and knowing that the differences will show us different aspects of ourselves that we have yet to uncover, you know, that right there, that right there. Okay. <laughs> where you talked earlier about the, the industry back in 2013, when you had, talent but your look didn't fit what people thought that talent should look like now since then you created mm -hmm. the freedom love tribe gang you know obviously a lot of things have happened in 2020 to open people's eyes to equality and to this mission to end racism across the board how has that changed the in the music industry in your eyes and made things easier for you or people like you People like us, black people, you know, minorities, people of color, women to stay within their voice, but still have success and still feel like they can be a little bit more individualized before they go out and win a couple Grammys. Well, you know, what? that's the thing. Stop caring about winning. 
something that's given from some some other man, woman. Stop caring about that. Stop. Just like that. Like, it's nice. It's nice to have awards. It, that's nice. That is nice. It's great. It's great. Yet it is seeking from someone else um, acceptance. It's seeking acceptance from someone else at the end of the day. Because when we think about um, these awards, uh, though, you know, I think, I think, how how did Drake say it? (laughs) It was, you know, these awards are given based off of opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so if I put my self value or my art in the opinion of, let's say, Byron, let's say Byron just doesn't like my music, he just doesn't. And I'm like, man, but no, please like my music. Please like my music. He's like, no, barking up the wrong tree. And I just don't go to another tree. And I'm just like, man, I'll never do this music thing. I'll never be able to do it because Byron just doesn't like my music. But the funniest thing about it is when you find yourself and you live yourself, Mm -hmm. you attract just like this ain't even got to be music, man. When you are yourself, if like what, uh, Adam, what do you like to do? Uh, I like to play fantasy sports. Okay, you like to play fantasy sports. So when you show up and you get your fantasy sports, um, um, you guys set up the uh, uh, like um, the draft. I, I, draft. Thank you. When you set up the draft, um, and you got this group of people that maybe you put some money in on it or whatnot, you've already attracted your tribe by saying, "Hey, fantasy sports, who's in?" And anybody who doesn't care about fantasy sports doesn't matter. Because the people who care about fantasy sports are in. And that's cool. So you're not going to go to these whole, we hate fantasy sports and just be like, hey, how come you don't like us? Mm-hmm. No, just be you, love your stuff, love fantasy sports, choose your team. And the people who are meant to be around you are going to be around you. The people are going to buy into what you're doing are going to buy into what you're doing. So you get a chance to live you. And in you living you out loud, you attract the right things. So um, at the end of the day, we, we, we need to we need to create for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's an element of, yeah, there's there's huge money to be made. You know, there's huge money to be made. And not all aspects, you know, a lot of times industry things look bad and bleak. It's not all it's not all that, you know, um, there's definitely some some stuff that I don't really mess with. Um, Yep, there there is, but there's also absolutely beautiful things that come from from this and finding the right team for you, mm-hmm. because that's the thing. If you just have to have the right team of people around you, um, that so it just goes from making it to just being, you know. Don't don't try and make it no matter no matter what you know. Even if even if we think about some, there's certain neighborhoods that people can't move into because of what they look like or what they believe and all this stuff. You know what? Okay. Keep your neighborhood. Keep your neighborhood. I'm going to build. I'm going to build. I'm going to build. And I'm going to be around the people who want to be around me. And I'm fine with that. I just want to point out, I made the championship in fantasy football <laughs> with Adam. <laughs> so I know I'm that was, he set here. himself Steve. up. 
so bad. Bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish. Everybody, listen. I gave it about two seconds of silence before I was like, "I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it because I like the inside scoop." (laughs) My team showed up this week, so I was happy to bring it up. We can go there if you want. It's okay. No, we're not. It's okay. Like everywhere said, it. It's not about the winning part, right? Like we're not here to talk about it. That's how he. And you just happened to segue right into that and just open this door for me with plenty of balloons and cotton candy. So I appreciate that. The shit talk needs to happen. Yeah. If I'm not feeding that, then I don't know what I'm doing here. (laughs) I didn't know how I was going to get it out today. It was like, oh, man, we're going to have somebody who's been on a journey and all these guys like i don't know how i'm gonna talk about fantasy football oh, man. like i don't think i'm gonna be able to get it out and uh, well, thank goodness everywhere showed up so here we are well it's interesting that you brought I'm that so up. glad i could give you the or i'm sorry it's interesting that you brought that up everywhere and the reason good. for that good, is because good, the, the way that i think about things that we go about like whatever we're doing, you know, if you don't like it, someone else will, right. It doesn't matter if you like it or if you don't like it, that's cool. If you like it, great. Come join the movement. If you don't like it, then pass it along. Maybe, you know, someone that may like it, you know, you know, other people tell a friend to tell a friend. That's something I always Mm -hmm. say. So yeah, I'm right there with you. You'll find your lane. Keep pressing. Have you seen other artists take your approach, whether they're, you know, other black artists, whatever their background is to really focus on building their groups and not worrying about those more mainstream accolades and some of those things that generally the industry has been really weighted by? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's there's a huge there's there's a, it's it, independent music is is doing such an extraordinary job. Independent music is thriving right now. And we're recognizing that you you can just go straight to the people and you can grow, go straight to the people and you can grow because a lot of, a lot of what happens in, in industry is that you have to, you have to impress a middleman or middle middle woman in order to get to the people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and if you just go straight to the people and you're not expecting you set you set an expectation of growth, set an expectation of this is steady. This is a steady growth. And don't try and think about the thousands and the millions right now. You know, just really just give of yourself truthfully and connect with those who are truly meant to be for you. Mm-hmm. Um, just 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 love the process that right there there's a sea there's an ocean of artists who are in that space and the only thing that uh, no i'll speak it like i'll speak it like this they're in love with what they do because they're able to connect with people who like them as they are and they're appreciative they're living in their gratitude we live in our gratitude. When we reach this space of just being, we're in the process. We're just living in our gratitude that we're able to do what we love to do, to be able to connect with people on a level that's deeper than surface and um, whatever that is <laughs> and um, and give and give. Yeah. 
It's about giving, man. Mm-hmm. So everywhere, aside from telling people to do their own watermelon research, what would you tell your fans to do going forward to better reach some of those goals we talked about? The utopia exists within. The utopia exists within. When we acknowledge a lot, a lot of things that a lot of things that occur in our life, we can push past and we feel like that strength. Yet we carry out our day to day with different habits guiding us, different, um, different prejudgments that we're unaware of, different things that separate us from the ones that we love. Our ignorance of self can, can have us wondering why we keep hitting roadblocks. And as we learn more and become more aware of the journey that's happened within to the things that have gone on within our world that maybe we didn't think were impacting us, but actually were leaving us becoming a parent will show you what you have <laughs> yield. Becoming a parent quickly will show you swiftly what you have not healed. <laughs> and it will give you an opportunity to remedy or perpetuate the cycle. Mm-hmm. And so go within. We can't find any peace in the world if we can't find peace within ourselves. And a lot of things that we do, a lot of things that we see, and I won't say most or I want to say a lot, are projections of our own perception of reality. What our perception is projected on the subject because it reminded us, this person reminds, I may make up my mind about Byron just by looking at him or just by seeing something that he's done because it's reminded me of something that somebody else did 15 years ago. And it could be completely out of context, but I have pinned you into a space of, I know you. I know the type of person you are. Um, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's, it's tough. It's tough, man. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to just be short winded, but I just can't. <laughs> no, we appreciate it. This is a great conversation and I appreciate you being on Mike. This has been phenomenal. Appreciate you. Or I'm sorry. Everywhere. I, Bro, we go back so Mike, long. Yo. You know, ego day, man. Like I'm Mike, Mike from the block. Yes, I'm Mike. I'm Michael Jefferson. I'm everywhere. MJ. I have so many different people. <laughs> whether depending on when you met me in life, but fact of the matter is, 
I say everywhere so it's easy for people to get to my message. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And I definitely want to be respectful of that. You know, uh, you and I go back a long way. I remember as a kid. I think you were the first, the first kid I ever saw with Oakley's. I remember playing baseball, oh, playing man. little league baseball. Mike was <laughs> one of the first kids I ever saw with Oakley. Yes. And to add yes. to that, Mike was oh. the first kid that I ever saw that had the Michael Jordan cut into his head. So back oh. in the nineties, people would have the Michael Jordan jump man in their head. And and he was the first person Pastor I ever Tate. saw with that. Shout out to Pastor Tate who cut that Jordan in my head. He also did the number 10 when I turned 10 years old. He put a 10 in my head. And he also spelled Michigan wrong. Oh, in my head when I was trying to be a patriot to the University of Michigan. I was trying to be have my Wolverine game going. Nope. Spelled Michigan wrong because he was sleepy. But I don't hold that against you, Pastor Tate. I appreciate you. Oh, you can do the jump, man. Man. That's, that's star anxiety. Oh, wow, you brought me back, man. That's crazy. God, I'm glad Casey is in there on this conversation. Oh, man. <laughs> That's great. Well, everywhere, thank you for joining us on the show. You mentioned that you wanted to get your, your voice out and let people know about things that you're doing. Where can people find you? And, you know, what are things that people can look out for from you in the, the coming year? First thing they can do is listen to Letter to the White House. Letter to the White House it's the only song on in the world named Letter to the White House. Um, Letter to the White House by Everywhere. E-V-R-Y-W-H-R. E-V-R-Y-W-H-R. It'll be posted as a uh, community collective post on Facebook tonight or tomorrow morning for, uh, well, by the time somebody gets this, well, they'll have seen it, but we'll put it on our Facebook page as well and blast it out for you. Amazing, man. Amazing. And then also I go by love everywhere across um, uh, a lot of the different handles. So Instagram is my main space that I that I occupy, um, but we're expanding as well. And love, L-O-V-E, everywhere, E-V-R-Y, W-H-R. Notice that there's a few vowels missing in that bad boy because we always have these different spaces in our lives that we search for and it feels like they're missing. But we still get the complete. We're still whole everywhere. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Freedom Love Tribe Gang. I would say if if you are someone who is a um, someone who just come as you are, just come as you are and see if it's for you. Freedom Love Tribe Gang. Right now we're doing uh, we're doing the uh, book club, Michael A. Singers. Um, the untethered soul. Uh, we have music experiences that are coming. We have a podcast coming as well. Mm. And uh, we, we have a few things that will be coming in 2021. So um, it's all based around. Um, I, yeah. I just, it's yeah. Empowering self come as you are, be as you will and love. That's, that's what I like to say. Come as you are, be as you will and love that. That's great. That's great. Thanks for the final thoughts there. Byron and Steve, how about you guys? Byron, what are your final thoughts and action items for the week? Well, I know that we have another uh, 
podcast that we're going to record before the end of the year, but I will say this as you're planning for the new year, come with some attainable goals, set some goals for yourself. Even if you're a person that doesn't normally set goals, sit down, take some time, write down some things that you'd like to achieve in 2021. You should have, you should have plenty of plans because you had a lot of time to sit down in 2020. So hopefully in 2021, you can get out and actually attain some of those goals. Quick, before we get to Steve everywhere, any goals for uh, 2021? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, are you, are you saying for myself? Sure. Yeah. Or, or for other people. For you mainly, but things I mean, go to other people too. Yep. No, um, one is going to be to get this project out. One is going to be able to get this project out and, um, I'm going to be spending more time with family. Um, this, that's, those are, those are a couple of things. Those are a couple of things that are happening. That's great. Mm-hmm. Steve, how about you? Final thoughts, action items for the, the week, rest of the year. First thing everywhere, I'm going to have to apologize. Um, despite, what Adam might have bragged about my ability to sing after hearing you sing, I might not have the talent to make it. Um, now my, the passion is there. No, please, please. I, I have the passion. The talent might just not be there. So I appreciate Adam obviously told you this before the show to get you on. So I think we're going to have to, to move on in another direction, but I, I think our paths will cross again. I love um, <laughs> but I, I think mine is going into 2021. It's very similar to Byron's. Um, I would just take it a step further and say every year we set goals for ourselves. And I, you know, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to travel, all these things. I think they're great. I think we need to do a better job of doing things for your neighbors. I think my goal is to do more for strangers. And that that's going to be mine. It's not going to be um, really about me. I think this country we're coming into a time where we, we need to come together and it, it literally starts with us. So I'm going to continue to educate my children on the world they're about to face and go into, and I'm going to become a better person for the people that right now sitting here, I don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. I mean, I see. You, me, man. I think, I see. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a, I don't have anything that profound. I'm just trying to get through the rest of the year without uh getting any more fantasy losses on my record for this uh, last fantasy football <laughs> run, you know, oh. a couple title oh, title matchups. So excited for that. But in all seriousness, I'm excited for 2021 and, you know, the rest of the year. And, you know, I think the action items are really just to prep and plan like Byron was saying for next year. And some of that really is reflecting on 2020 and, you know, the things that, went well you know obviously a lot of plans got derailed with everything that happened but you know there's been a lot of transition a lot of people that were able to adapt and and make some great gains even with a lot of uh trouble and issues that were going on so you know continue to learn build those skills build those ways to maximize your impact not only for yourself your family but your community awesome Mm -hmm. all right everywhere Mr. Michael Jefferson, thank you for being on the show again. Appreciate your time, sir. Thanks so much, y'all. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah, can't wait to see the impact and everything the Freedom Love Tribe Gang does in 2021 and beyond. And hopefully we can collaborate with uh, the Committed Collective and make some things happen. Hey, man. All right. I really appreciate y'all. And uh, thanks for creating some space for me to to speak and um, for 
honestly for you guys continuing to be and this is what I want to celebrate to be consistent when you have so much going on in life I want to celebrate y'all to be committed to growth and change and speaking into your community and to any ear that will listen I'm proud and I'm grateful that you guys are using your platform to unify I'm grateful for that Thanks for listening, everybody. If you would like to learn more about the Committed Collective or any of the initiatives that we're supporting currently, please connect with us at the underscore Committed Collective on Instagram or on Facebook. If you'd like to ask any follow-up questions of today's host or guest about our conversation, feel free to email us at info at thecommittedcollective.org. Be sure to also subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date on our topics information and other events if you'd like to join the collective you can follow us on instagram and join us on our slack community remember you can take an active role in your sphere of influence and champion change now 